and welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you could call me Shibble. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And I used to have the Trey Deuce and the Deuce Deuce in my bubble goose. Now I got the Mac in my knapsack, lounge in black. Boy, that was a great bubble goose you should have. Yeah, it was very comfortable. So tell me all about uh, the premise. Tell the listeners about the premise of our show. Well, don't put it on them. If you need a, re- a refresher. Remind me, I was kicked in the head by a donkey. Uh, well, don't mess with donkeys. Uh, like all weeks on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, uh, one of us, this week Shibble, mm. has done extensive research on a ghost, demon, ghoul, goblin, or something of the like. I did? It's- Yes, you did, and this week it was on Tizzy Wizzy. It's true, it's about Tizzy Wizzy. And the other of us, me, Ethan, has done absolutely no research. I know nothing about Tizzy Wizzy, except that Tizzy is from Cumbria, England. Yes. I was given that piece of information by Shibble, mm-hmm. and I will be acting as the surrogate for you, the audience, asking all the questions your heart is aching and desiring me to ask. Wow. Great stuff. What a great premise we've got for this show. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a real winner. When you hear it out loud, it's just how can you not enjoy? So tell me, Ethan, or as I like to call you, Underwater Panther. Right. Yes, Baron Criminal. You've noticed uh, that, or you mentioned that you have uh, no previous knowledge of Tizzy Wizzy and what That's Tizzy Wizzy is. E. Mm-hmm. So uh, in your mind's eye, though, when I say the phrase tizzy wizzy to you and you close your eyes and you go into your mind palace what do you see what do you think tizzy wizzy is if you had to take a guess well do you want me just to ruin the show because i know okay you 100 percent, boy here i go here again here it goes here yeah. it goes everybody it tizzy wizzy is a brand of candy from the harry potter wizarding world well fair enough uh, it probably does belong to jk rowling as does our new podcast, <laughs> Fantastical Creatures and Where to Listen to Them. Uh, no, we're not working that's with that. That's what we should have called this. This That's basically what this is. Uh, yeah, but I'm not tying myself. I'm not uh, hitching my star to that star. You know what I mean? No, no, but we could we could have gone. It could have been a little bit of a, you know, you know, we could have gone against it a little bit. You know, we could have taken a couple shots. We could have ridden on the coattails. It's true. It's true. But once again, I feel like that's... Not not the star to hit your wagon to. Okay, it is, so Tizzy Wizzies are not a brand of candy. Is that no, I mean, I'm not overly... Fa- You're the Harry Potter fan out of the two of us. Yeah, it's true. So if anyone is in a place to say Tizzy Wizzy is a brand of licorice that tastes like memories, I guess that's you. <laughs> Something about that got me. Um, okay, so if it's not that, how about this? Um, okay. Tizzy Wheezy is the wife on the show The Jeffersons. No, 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 no. Uh, that's actually... Uh, I thought it was Red Fox's widow in uh, Sanford and Son. <laughs> Wheezy? Yeah. No, I thought oh, that's no. on The Jeffersons. Oh, okay. Then who was the one that Red Fox was like, I'm coming to see you! Oh! You dummy! <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was dying and he'd have a heart attack. Yeah. I, you know, I was, not a, I was not a fan of that show um, where the, with the junkyard. Sanford yeah. and Son. yeah. No, oh, I, I think it had a great theme song. 
Did you ever hear the Sanford and Son? You're mixing them up. I think it's racist. Probably. And also, my knowledge of sitcoms from before I was born was not super great. That's probably the real reason, actually. So let me give you my actual guess, because comedy works in threes. Yes. I'm trying to get through. And so my third guess, I'm very sure about this. Okay. Tizzy Wizzy is a Teletubby. Okay. But our show is about monsters. So mm-hmm. it must be a Teletubby that went bad somewhere mm. along the way, right? Yeah. So I'm picturing an evil, like, crypto tubby with red eyes that used to be a human in a children's show costume until a curse melded their body to that furry suit. Ooh. Now they're a human tubby monster hybrid looking for babies to eat. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you're way off on every single one of these guesses. The last one wasn't anything close? No, no. Surprisingly, your first guess might have been the closest. (laughs) Uh, Expelliarmus! There's a way that I can uh, uh, explain to you uh, the way that we traditionally explain in the form of... one way I'm going to get it, Chibble. And uh, can I tell you what that... That would be narrative fiction. So if you haven't prepared that, it's really just worthless. Well, I'm looking at my notes, and in fact, I do have... A story prepared. Guess what, buddy? It is story time. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story Story time. time. This could be it, Alan, your (laughs) agent said. This could be your next big part. Steady voiceover work was hard to come by in post-war Britain. So if your agent was excited about this, then you were excited too. Sure, Maximilian would get his 15%, but you'd still be getting the 85, and that's not chump change. Not for Alan St. James, British cartoon actor. Last week, when you told Maximilian you'd be vacationing in the lake, uh, on Lake Windermere with your twin stepsons, Alastair and Raleigh, uh, but he could find you at the Stag's Head Inn, you weren't expecting anything like this. Uh, you were eating your classic English breakfast of dry toast, beans, and a hard-boiled egg when he crashed into the hotel's dining room and dragged you out to the street. We're having a moment to waste. We need to get uh, send in your audition tape right away, Maximilian explained, as he dragged you across the street. I booked this little photography studio and had Manuel bring up his recording equipment. You're reading for the lead in an, if you can believe it, American animated sitcom. You're playing an everyman, blue-collar type. Maybe a little gruff. Ah! A real working-class Joseph, you said, already imagining your take on the character. You walk in and see Manuel finishing setting up the recording equipment. He hands you a pair of headphones, and Maximilian hands you the script. So, the main thing the casting director wants is your take on a catchphrase. Your character here is finally leaving work and yells it out. Got it, you say. Manuel gives you the nod. You lean into the mic. Alan St. James, reading for the role of Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Yabba! Dabba-doo! 
and we try it again. Something didn't quite feel right. I'm not sure if you're saying that right, Maximilian says. No, you're right. I'll go again. Alan St. James, reading for the role of Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, but da, but do. <laughs> close, Alan, close. I'm getting there. One more. Alan St. James, reading for the role of Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Yabba-dab! I do! <laughs> no, you lost it. Is it French? Is it supposed to be Yabba-dab adieu? <laughs> I don't think so, mate. Maybe he should try extending the do, Manuel suggests. With a shot. Yabba dabba! Do! <laughs> no, no. Look, I'm just gonna do same bunch of them back to back. See what we can find, you say. Yes, explore it. Go on a journey. Yabba dabba! Do! <laughs> Yabba dab! I do! Yeah! Ba! Da! Ba! Do! <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah! Ba dabba do! <laughs> Still going. Yeah! Ba ba dabba do! <laughs> Why don't you take five? <laughs> you step outside for a smoke. You need to think. You puff on your ciggy and start walking towards Lake Windermere. It's mid-morning now. The fishermen are coming in from Lake Windermere with their morning catches. As you walk along the shoreline away from town, things get a little more uncivilized. This Fred Flintstone is apparently some sort of caveman, so you to try to take some inspiration from the natural world around you. Suddenly, you hear a loud buzzing. An object, roughly the size of a cricket ball, whizzes past your head. <laughs> Only once it lands are you able to get a clear glimpse of it. It looks like a typical English hedgehog, sitting there lapping away at a pool of fresh lake water. But it also has a squirrel's tail, and dragonfly wings, and a pair of bumblebee antennae. You crouch down and try to approach, but a cracking twig alerts it to your presence. It looks at you, gives out a small chirp, and then dives into the lake. Never have you seen the like. Filled with wonder. At this magical delight you encountered on an otherwise frustrating morning, you feel inspired. This is the joy, the wonderment that Fred Flintstone feels when <laughs> it is finally quitting time at the old gravel pit. You yell out a triumphant, Yabba Dabba <laughs> You, Alan St. James, have just been inspired 
by the Tizzy Wizzy. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. If I had smoked before I heard that, I would have been so freaked out. <laughs> why, why, why? What would have freaked you out about that? That seemed totally normal. The 10 Yabba Dabba Doos different <laughs> in a row would have, like, it already, I felt like I was in a weird place listening to it. It was very funny. I loved the story. I, I will tell you, however, I mm. like that it left a lot to learn about Tizzy Wizzy. Oh, yes. Well, it I just think you... wets, it wets your whistle. You know, you, you get a little taste, but now I need to learn about this monstrous beast. All right. Well, as you might have gathered from the story, the Tizzy Wizzy is a shy hedgehog <laughs> with a squirrel tail, dragonfly wings, and bumblebee antenna that lives uh, in, in the Lake Windermere area in Cumbria. Does he uh, inspire people? Or is that just part of your story? No, no, that was just you being, in, that was Alan St. James just being inspired by the magic of the moment. As we all, who everyone who listens to the show are, are inspired by cryptids in some sense. That's true. I, I think that would have been cool, though, if that was his cryptid power to, you know, like a muse. Yes, that would be cool. Unfortunately not. Yeah, that was the Teletubby I'm thinking of. Yes, yes. Obviously, the Teletubbies are very inspiring. Now, yeah. uh... Uh, before we continue, is my understanding that you uh, have researched some facts? Yes, we have George and Wheezy present Teletubby facts, because I thought it was a Teletubby, so sorry. Fair enough. George and Wheezy present Teletubby facts. One Teletubby's episode scared children so much that it had to be banned. Mm. The episode in question, you can look it up. Uh, you want the link or no? Uh, no, no, no. You, tell me about it. It's called Seesaw. Contained a lion and a bear made of moving cutouts that managed to be incredibly creepy. And I, I, anyone can check that out. Just look up Seesaw Teletubbies. It really is. It's like a horror movie. And it was banned. So it, it's it's worth looking up. Number uh, two. Here we go. Uh, I'm, I'm checking it out. Oh, uh, what do you think? Let's see here. Seesaw. Oh, okay. That is a pretty strange looking lion. And I could see... Why people would think that was a good idea, but then seeing it in motion, it wouldn't work. Yeah, it's it looks like, it's much like better. Kids, it looks like the Babadook to me. A little bit. Yeah, it does look like something two dimensional has uh, you know come into uh, our three dimensional world, and nobody likes that. No, I hate that. Do you know what my daughter was scared of as a child? What's that? Um, things that were mechanical and human, like in the movie Hugo, he lifts up his shirt. He's got a clock in his body. Okay. Anything that was like cybernetic made her cry. Like she, the Terminator would have, would have really scared her, but lucky I didn't let her watch that when she was six. But that for some reason, anything mixed human and computer mixed scared her. Understandable. Yeah. She just uh, hates progress. Yeah. Welcome to the past daughter. <laughs> the Teletubbies were given the keys to New York City in 2007. Hopefully, oh. they took they took them back at some point. I wouldn't want them just opening no. They the can. Door. They are legally allowed to enter any business or residence <laughs> anytime, any time. day or night. Yeah, <laughs> they basically their... it's an end run around uh, that constitutional amendment against being forced to board soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate their 10th anniversary, the Tubbies visited New York, received the honor, as well as having the actors' identities revealed for the first time. Oh my John... God, Jason Statham. 
Jason Statham as Dipsy, CBB's presenter Pui Fan as Poe, dancer Nikki Smedley as Lala, and mm. the late Simon Shelton as Tinky Winky. You could tell Lala was a dancer. Yeah, she moved very well. And you could tell um, Tinky Winky's dead. Yeah. <laughs> the telly. <laughs> Sorry, Simon. The Teletubbies' home has been flooded. Oh, no. Following the show's enormous success, the owner of the land where the exterior shots of the Teletubbies' home were uh, done, Rosemary Harding, got so fed up with trespassers that she flooded the site where Teletubby land sat. People were jumping fences and crossing cattle fields, she said at the time. We're glad to see the back of it. I don't think she was from the American South. I don't think that's an American production. No, she's she's from um, uh, the UK, I would imagine. Yeah. But uh, if you say we're glad to see the back of it, that's a fine accent. My mother's Southern. It's not offensive. No, it's fine. I'm not. No, no, no. I just wanted to make sure listeners didn't get confused. as. To oh, where. yes, yes. I, uh, I, I, I didn't feel like doing a British accent. I'm tired. <laughs> no, that's understandable. And I'm, and I'm just glad to hear this flooding was not caused by global warming, as was my first assumption. Oh, no, no. This was a, a This was a different man-made prop- flood. Yes, exactly. Also man-made, though. You're right. Yeah. Well, okay. So, back to the tizzy whizzing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, we mentioned it lives uh, near the Bowness Bay, which is uh, on Lake Windermere, which is in the Lake District National Park up in Cumbria. Uh, it's basically up on the, the England-Scottish border a little bit north of Manchester and Liverpool and Blackpool. Uh, the Lakes District is uh, basically just east of the Isle of Man. So just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Jeff. <laughs> and I think Jeff and Tissy Wizzy probably would have a lot in common. What is Jeff again? Jeff is a talking mongoose. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and has some uh, telekinetic powers. That's right. G-E-F, Jeff. Yeah, good old Jeff. Check out that episode if you guys missed it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, if you like small talking animals from the northern United Kingdom, although Tizzy Wizzy does not talk, uh, then uh, check out Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Uh, and Tell was, me more, Shibs. Okay, so uh, I'm really trying to space it out because there is not a lot of information on Tizzy Wizzy. Well, make some up. Oh, well, I might, but I don't have to yet. Oh, I, can... I have a question. Would Shoot. you like to play a game I made up? Okay, I, can, I got time for a quick game. Yeah, I got a quick game. It's called um, Horror Movie Synopses. Okay. And uh, my girlfriend, Nicole, uh, does not like uh, horror movies, but sometimes she watches them when I ask really nicely. So mm-hmm. what I did was I had her give me uh, four very quick just two sentence or one sentence synopses of movies. Okay. I'm going to read you how she described the movie and you guess the movie she's describing. Okay. No problem. This All is, right. is going to take me right back to my video store days. I love it. Oh, excellent. Okay. So number one, <clears throat> a homeless man with a bee infestation and it takes place in the ghetto. Okay. That's going to be uh, either Candyman or yep. Candyman 2022. You got Candyman. I think right, she might have been mixing up a couple things. That's uh, fair. Accurate. Number two, Freddy is in their nightmares, and it takes place in a psych ward. Okay, that's Nightmare 3. No, that's Friday the 13th, according to Nicole. Okay, no, all right. She's uh, close. All right, I was wrong. Fair enough. Okay, next one. Jason Voorhees 
slashes people with his long finger knives, and it takes place in a high school. Okay. I'm going to assume then that this one is Friday the 13th part one. Excellent. Okay. That is also Friday the 13th. Correct. Okay. Um, two more and we're done. Okay. An evil, creepy doll is haunted and goes around killing people in a suburban community. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to go with the good old child's play. Ex- that's absolutely right. Okay. Back Last on but track. Not least, this is the couple from Connecticut that are haunted mm. and they have haunted things in their basement and go on haunted missions together. I think I saw them speak at a college once. It was spooky. Okay. That must be, um, paranormal activity. The conjuring, the conjuring. I was very close. Yes. You very know, close. I don't know those ghost movies. No, no. And especially with terrible synopsis, it makes it hard. Doesn't it? No, I knew that this was the one that I hadn't seen. One of those ones, but that's yes. not, the uh, found footage one. It's not found footage. Yeah, Paranormal activity is found footage. You have it. You have. Okay. You know what? You did quite well, and thank you for playing the game. My pleasure. So back to Tizzy Wizzy. Back to it. All right. So the first story, the first recorded encounter that we have between human beings and Tizzy Wizzy, is back in the year 1900, on the dot. Uh, a Bowness Bay fisherman decided to go uh, bend an elbow down at the Stag's Head Hotel in Bowness in their pub. You might remember the Stag's Head Hotel from the story. And that's that hotel, right. That hotel is still standing today. You can book a reservation at the Stag's Head Hotel. Is it a big tourist spot because of Tizzy Wizzy? Uh, it, Tizzy Wizzy not even mentioned on their webpage, if you can believe it. <laughs> Wait, why? I mean, why wouldn't you do everything you can to get people to book? I don't know, especially because I found another place in town called the Tizzy Wizzy Cabin. Oh my God, so it's a thing, and they don't even, I guess they don't want to be associated with it. It's, it's not a huge thing. The only other Tizzy Wizzy in pop culture that I found was that it was a uh, mascot for a local comics arts festival. <laughs> Maybe that hotel doesn't serve cryptids. Maybe. Maybe they're racist. Yeah, I uh, think that might be with their bigots. And there's also a uh, local brewery called the Great Corby Brew House that makes Tizzy Wizzy American Pale Ale. <laughs> so does those, he talk? Oh no, uh, he doesn't talk. No, no, just like Tizzy Wizzy. So that part's really accurate. Yeah, that's awesome. I like how they did that. That's a great idea to make a beer that doesn't talk. We should make this beer not talk, eh, Gov? <laughs> cool, blimey. <laughs> Everyone will be like, this beer's so silent. This beer's a great listener. It's just like Tizzy Wizzy. It, you know, it reminds me of that famous <laughs> cryptid, Tizzy Wizzy. The one that does not talk. <laughs> um, so this uh, boatman uh, was telling local tourists who came up to the lakes region to enjoy its natural scenery that he had seen the Tizzy Wizzy that morning and he would take them out on boats rides. Oh, so it's not a name. It's a species. Uh, it, it's tough to say. As I said, there's not a lot of information here. No one, I don't think, has seen more than once. But people well, would, would... you call him Tizzy Wizzy or is he a Tizzy Wizzy? Uh, I saw... Well, I have a little bit of an answer for that, but we haven't gotten to it yet. Okay, I apologize. That's okay. Uh, so, uh, he would take them on what they would call Tizzy Wizzy hunts. 
uh, where he would, you know, sort of row them around the lake. And almost inevitably, it would end them with them going under a bridge where one of the tourists would always fall out of the boat. That was sort of his hook. That he would push someone out of the boat? Like, like the boat would rock and everybody would laugh. Someone would wind up in the lake. You do it in the summertime, so it'd be nice. I don't know. He would literally push a tourist into the water? Probably. They got in there somehow. Maybe it was Tizzy Wizzy. Who can say? Oh, okay. Uh, but the next big Tizzy Wizzy event. Oh. It was in 1906. Six and years is, after the first sighting? Yes. This is when we get definitive proof of Tizzy Wizzy. <laughs> we get a photograph. No. Yes. We 100% have a photograph of Tizzy Wizzy. I am dropping a link into the chat. Now, uh, where is the chat option? Let's find it. Ba, 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 ba. Whiteboard, change layout, full screen. Uh, captions. There we go. Shit. Edit these 10 seconds. <laughs> Actually, leave them in. <laughs> yeah. You might need them. <laughs> you know how lazy I am. Uh, so, yeah, if you uh, drop that link in the chat, if you want to click through that. Let me see here. <gasps> it there looks it like is. a rat mixed with a bumblebee. That's. Mixed with a squirrel. The Tizzy Wizzy. No, it just and looks like a rat bumblebee, like a bumble rat. It looks much more like a hedgehog than a rat. Look at the direction of the spines. <laughs> to me, it's a bumble rat. Well, uh, which is actually a Jamaican word, I believe. So you can see uh, on the uh, base there the way that they got this picture. Well, you can see on the base that it's labeled as the Tizzy Wizzy. Oh, that. Oh, there's the answer. It's the Tizzy Wizzy. Yeah. So, so its name uh, could be Jeff. It, yeah, that could be Jeff the Tizzy Wizzy. Who could say? Uh, now, now this is all according to a book called A Boatman's Grandson. Uh, <laughs> a life. The life of a boatman's grandson. Who cares? It's a great title, right? <laughs> yeah, my God. No one cares about the life of a boatman, and this is told by, as told by his grandson. Great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it grabs you right from the jump. I'm going to write a book called uh, The Son of a Lawyer. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm, what's that like? Yeah, what's it like what's having that? A, that must be really a family member that has something. Yeah, a family member that has a job. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this photograph was taken at Lewis Herbert's photographic studio across the street from St. Martin's Church. Now, the Stag's Head Hotel, also right across the street from St. Martin's Church. So this is all in the same neighborhood. Oh. Uh, now, uh, someone had grabbed this Tizzy Wizzy, <laughs> and they soothed it with a snack of warm milk oh, and I think ginger. They... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, they soothed it with a uh, snack of warm milk and ginger biscuits. Oh. But once they r- it ran out of warm milk and ginger biscuits, it flew off. Uh, oh, but how that, selfish. That is how we got the photograph of the Tizzy Wizzy. And we'll put that up on our socials. Yeah, I I was actually, I I was thinking it was probably warm biscuits or they nailed wings to a rat. I was in between the two, but I'm glad you came out and said it was just warm biscuits. No, just warm biscuits. And once again, really looks much more like a hedgehog than a rat. Uh, <laughs> I don't have uh, my glasses uh, on or my contacts, so I'll just Listeners, if you are scared of rats... 
don't be scared to look at the tizzy wizzy. It's a very cute little beast. And if you're scared of snakes, it's only because people have been talking badly about them because of the Bible and they always put them with bad guys. And they're actually nice and they can make good pets, ball pythons. So postcards with the picture <laughs> of the tizzy wizzy were printed up and they sold like hotcakes. And this would bring in more tourists to the area when, when to was go. This? Uh, after that photograph, 1906. So pre-World War One. Did you look for one of the postcards? I I could not find one, but the postcard should just look like that picture. But imagine if you found a photo postcard side. from 1906. I would love to buy you that and have you frame it. I, I would love to have a framed photo postcard of the Tizzy Wizzy. Oh. Um, uh, but, uh, and obviously other people were also entranced by this image of Tizzy Wizzy because they all flocked to Bowness Bay to go on tizzy wizzy hunts. Uh, and so lots of different fishermen would uh, take tourists out on tizzy wizzy hunts. They were uh, looking to find him, not to kill him, right? No, yeah, they were just looking to spot him. It was like going bird watching, but for the tizzy wizzy. Oh, you said hunt, so I didn't know if they wanted to Yeah, that's what, that's what they referred to them to, but yeah, they were not actually, like, they didn't bring guns or anything. Oh, okay, got you. Uh, and fishermen would, uh, uh, they would also, there were reports uh, that, People were finding them out on Belle Isle, which is out in the middle of Windmere Lake, uh, pretty close to Bowness Bay, uh, which leads me to believe that maybe Belle Isle could be the mating grounds of Tizzy Wizzy. I like that. And um, I think that's a, a solid theory that they have to uh, spawn there. Uh, and people uh, would begin to wonder why they never saw uh, any little guys flying out to Belle Isle. Uh, so the popular theory came to be that uh, they were also just very good swimmers. <laughs> who could swim below the surface. Or they're invisible flyers. Uh, yeah, that could be it. There's a lot uh, of theories I could come up with. Yeah, but the one that, uh, that they went with, that they believed, uh, was that in addition to being... And they were said to be able to fly as fast as a bullet. Just incredibly oh. fast. And I don't like know if they were just faster than a hummingbird. Yeah. I don't know if they're just using that, like, you know, just like to say, Oh, faster than a speeding bullet. Or if they mean yeah. that literally, uh, do there, are there, privates, but they're said to be quite fast. Are there privates, a bumblebee or a squirrel or a hedgehog or whatever? Uh, Oh, uh, they're, they're junk. Uh, privates, the body yeah. being, uh, mostly, uh, Hedgehog. I'm going to lean hedgehog if I had to guess. But then also you've got the squirrel tail right there. And that's pretty close. To the genitals. Uh, yeah, to the genitals. Uh, so it, it could be squirrel. Either way, I'm going to say mammalian. I'm going to say it's not going to have the insect parts. Okay. Uh, that, I, that's what I was wondering. If it had insect genitals on a furry. That's what I was trying to picture. Yeah, and they birth larva. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. Well, maybe the larva. But, Are there uh, more than one Tizzy Wizzy? Or is this, I think uh, so. Yeah. To me, to me, this feels like a species. Well, you said they mate. That's why I was asking. Yeah, like, if yeah. You, it, yeah. That, that, that's why I'm thinking that Belle Isle might be the mating grounds. Is, I like uh, that. I'm glad yeah. they're not. I hate when there's only one because I always feel like it might be lonely and it makes me sad. It's true, especially when they're so uh, small and vulnerable, like the little Tizzy Wizzy. Oh, it'd be so he. Oh, that'd be so sad if it was only one. I, I, I'm glad he has friends. But you know, 
there's also the possibility, if we want to get into theories, that it's not just a, a creature. This The northern part of England there in this wild area is also known for being home of the fae. This could be a magical beast. Oh. This could be some form of fairy. Some sort of little fairy hedgehog. Those could be fairy wings, not dragonfly wings. That, I love that. Now, tell me about this. I want to hear about the, say it is fae. Then what, 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 what does that mean for the story? Well, I'm not a super expert on the Fae, uh, but there are, uh, and there are definitely people, there's a lot of Fae lore uh, out there. It is uh, very deep, and a lot of it is a lot They steal younger. babies. Uh, yeah, changelings are a type of Fae that will steal babies. Uh, if you go and you eat at uh, a Fae dinner, you'll be kept as their prisoner if you eat their food. Uh, you like know, in Hades. Yeah, similar to that kind of situation. Uh, and there are all different types. Or in the Fae, you've got fairies, you've got elves, you've got brownies, you've got buckons, you've got gnomes, you've got... Leprechauns. Leprechauns, for sure. Uh, and most of them, you'll see, uh, these are humanoid. But I believe there are also sort of animal... Uh, fae. Like, I think the puka will have animal characteristics, and they're considered part of the fae. Tinkerbell has butterfly wings. Yeah, I think Tinkerbell actually might have uh, dragonfly wings. Yeah, they're dragonfly. Because they're not, like, spotted or anything. Yeah, and they're, and they're um, what's the translucent? word Translucent? Trans- yeah, but there's a prettier word. Uh, prettier than translucent? Hard to imagine. That's a good one, but there's another one, yeah. No, but uh, I like that. I, I like that thinking that um, Tizzy is Fey. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. It might just be sort of a local spirit type of situation. Uh, so, uh, do you have any more facts for me? Oh, George and Wheezy facts? Yeah, George and Wheezy present something facts. Teletubby facts. Teletubby facts. Tubby custard, which uh, the Teletubby. <laughs> that's an awful <laughs> turn of phrase. Not <laughs> that's your that... new alias. That is definitely your new alias, Tubby custard. Do not put Tubby custard into your search terms on Pornhub. You will not <laughs> like what you find. I'm going to put it on a business card and send you a hundred. Tubby custard, um, attorney at law. Attorney at law. Um, Tubby custard is actually just mashed potato. Uh, their snack of choice is mashed potato, red and yellow acrylic paint. Uh, it's not for mm. real consumption. Okay. Uh, that's gross. Um, yeah. Uh, Tinky Winky, uh, who's dad, I, I guess we read, uh, was uh, 11. The actor, I think the character is probably fine. Well, they should have retired it. That's disrespectful. No, the show must go on. Oh, that's true. Hollywood. Tinky Winky is 11 feet tall. Holy shit. That's a that's big boy. Gary. Lala. How many Mitzi. shacks do you think it would take to take down Tinky Winky? Half. Half a shack? Half a that shack. That boy's 11 feet tall, though. I don't care. All right. Continue. Lala and Dipsy are about 10 feet, and Poe is about 6 feet tall. The actors eventually had small chairs hidden inside their costumes so they could sit down between takes. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I'm sure they expended a lot of energy on that acting. Well, you know, it's a very physical <laughs> role. You're on your, and those suits are probably heavy as hell. Yeah, no, I, they didn't need to sit. I mean, that's not up for debate. Uh, the rabbits on the show are actually really huge. 
Because mm. the Teletubbies are so tall, the rabbits they play with in the garden also needed to be similarly gigantic. They are Flemish giant rabbits, and mm-hmm. they um, reportedly mated so much during shooting that uh, takes regularly had to be interrupted and reshot. Mm. Yeah, I could see that being a problem. Rabbits famously love to get busy. They do like sex. Uh, that reminds me of a story. Uh, you like sex too? <laughs> no, no. The giant rabbits remind me of us. Oh, okay. Uh, when, uh, you know, North Korea famously has food problems. And so <laughs> this farmer, uh, I think he was Welsh. Uh, he bred some like 30 giant rabbits and he's like, listen, they eat just anything. They grow super quickly. And they're huge, so you get a lot of meat out of them. I'm going to send these over to, to like, the North Korean embassy as a gift to the state. Uh, and they can use this as a meat crop, and this should help their people out a lot. It's a great idea. And the North Koreans said, oh, thank you, that's very nice, and instantly used all of them for a banquet for, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I want them all dead now. <laughs> yeah, these look, they do look like they're great food. Uh, and then <laughs> North Korea It'll last like, us one night. <laughs> yeah, North, uh, they were like, oh, can you, uh, would you be able to send us some more? And the farmer was like, no. Yeah, y- y- y'all are no. so stupid. No, I'm not yeah. doing that. No, no. Uh, and I don't know if that story's true, but it's a great story. It's true. Uh, well, but speaking of sex. <laughs> This does raise a question for me. I mean, because Tizzy Wizzy sounds pretty crazy. I think we'd all have to agree. Yeah. This thing sounds crazy. But can it love? A werewolf ain't my dad. But it's not so bad It might sound crazy But can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight It's so romantic and this might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? I think that it certainly can love. I think mm. it, I think that uh, it is part of a species. I think it's gentle. I think it enjoys human attention. I don't think it, it would hurt a human. I think uh, it loves its environment. I think it loves other tizzy wizzies. I think it even likes the humans that come look for it. I think it enjoys the company. I think it's playful, and I think it's good-natured. Well, I I am going to correct you on a small part of that. Sure. As it is canonically shy. Doesn't Uh, mean it's not... It doesn't mean it doesn't enjoy the human uh, contact. just means that too much of it could, you know... Scared. That's true. It it maybe it's an introvert. And it's like okay, it's eight thirty. I think I'm gonna go hit the sack. Yeah, you know it's enough for the day. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you, and I think we all need to know our limits. So hats off to you, Tizzy Wizzy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna agree that I think. I mean, I certainly love Tizzy Wizzy, so I hope that it can love me back. It is. Oh. It's so cute. It I does mean, love you back. I. I. It, trust me, it loves you back. I hope so. Because yeah, <laughs> just just a, a the cute as a dickens. Uh, go, the goat man does not care for you. No, no, that's fair. I don't care for him. Uh, <laughs> what is your dream first date with Tizzy Wizzy? Oh, I would like, let me think. What is What does Tizzy like to do? Likes to fly, likes to swim. Maybe we would do a triathlon. Mm. Yeah, flying, it would be. Flying is famously part of a triathlon. <laughs> yeah, that's the part where Tizzy's going to really excel, and I think you might have a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, it's going to really gonna take a big lead over the rest of the competitors in the flying leg um, yeah that's no. what we call the cryptid triathlon yeah the cryptid we'll do a cryptid triathlon with other cryptids and their mates there you go that and each of you really romantic can, right yeah yeah that sounds like it's i mean it's a lot of work for a first date to organize that kind of situation but i like it you have to show some effort sometimes it's true you want to impress somebody like tizzy wizzy right uh i think my first date with little tizzy wizzy is, uh, you know what? We're going to bake ginger biscuits together. Oh, that is adorable. I think that's going to be really fun. And at the end, we'll nibble our little ginger biscuits and drink Can them with picture, warm milk. Picture Tizzy Wizzy nibbling a biscuit. Yeah, just like sitting on her little butt with a little tail flicking up behind her. And she's got a biscuit oh. in her two little paws and yeah, 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 eating across it like a typewriter. <laughs> and like I've got a little... Corn. I've got a little thimble full of warm milk right there that you can pick up and drink. <laughs> Watch this thing be so violent. Can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck? I think it fucks like like a monster. I think they're very sexual beings. I I bet uh, I bet they mate quite well. I bet they I bet they're rabbit like. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think when you get to smaller mammals like that, they tend to to get pretty busy. And insects yeah. too. So both of those two sex drives ought to be pretty strong. Yeah, I, I bet there's a big mating ground out on that island. I bet there's like tons of whizzies everywhere. I bet they don't fuck people though. I bet they just Why? fuck each other. I don't get that I mean, first of all, I feel like the size difference is just mechanically very big. And I think Shibble, like, imagine, it's the motion in the ocean. No, no, no. What I'm saying, imagine you saw a woman 30 feet tall. Was she good looking? It's very hard to even tell because of the perspective. You'd have to get very <laughs> far away. <laughs> How big is her head if she's 30 feet tall? Like, Let's see. If I, let's, uh, I'm going to oh, say so five, five times- feet tall. Yeah, yeah, her head is so. her head is up to your shoulder. <laughs> is she pretty? Uh let's say yes. Let's say she's pretty. Yeah, I'd 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 try. Alright. Well, kudos to you for making it work. I think our what a story it would be. It's true. I mean, and you only get one chance of this crazy merry go round. I mean, if she was into it, I don't know. 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't do it if she was against it. I mean, what do you? No, I mean, I think I think if she made the first move, my assumption would be first I would assume that you. she wouldn't be into it. Yeah, that's the other thing you really want to keep it safe because no, obviously SDIs are a big problem in the giant community. Oh, I thought you meant be her being on top. I didn't know you meant unsafe. Like, I wonder what kind of STIs thirty feet tall women have. Imagine. Uh, a gonorrhea bacteria that is the size of a dog. <laughs> there would be actual crabs running over your body that are the size of cats, like house cats. No, they would just be literal crabs. Yeah, they would just be actual crabs on you. <laughs> you could eat them. Yeah, yeah, she's covered in king crab. <laughs> Delicious. Uh... Yeah, so, but Tizzy Wizzy, I think, would look at us like that. I think that it, you might have to find a particularly horny Tizzy Wizzy for it to want to fuck a human. There's being. one in every crowd. No, it's true. They've, 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 they must have their pervs, too. Yeah, of course. Every group does. But also, I don't know if they have human-level intelligence, and I don't know if I would feel good about making love to something as smart fae. as an animal. If they're if fae, they're fae they, yeah. they, they would have something at least approaching, even if they don't have the capacity for language. Right, uh, right. That's what I'm, and that's what we're working off. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I think we've determined that yes, they can fuck, and yes, they do want to fuck me, Chris <laughs> Anderson. Uh, but that just leaves us one more question: If they can fuck, can they fight? It's fight night. Ding, ding, ding. Fight. So, Tizzy Wizzy versus 20-year-old, 7-foot-1, 350-pound prime, Shaquille O'Neal. Now, here's the thing. There's a famous saying about hedgehogs and survival. And it goes like this. The fox has many tricks, but the hedgehog has but one. Uh, it's just got sort of those quills for defense. That was uh, the weirdest saying I've ever heard you recall. <laughs> Thank you. Is that a real comes, saying? I'm not sure. It comes up in D&D a lot. Oh, but okay. maybe I just because I have like one guy that will bring it up. I'm but gonna yeah, say it, it sticks people. with you. Yeah. Yeah. The fox has many tricks. The hedgehog has, hedgehog but, one. has, has but one. Yeah. But that's all the hedgehog needs. Uh, so are those quills going to be enough? To stop Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> also he's that s- he's going to try and step on it, yeah. and he's going to wind up with a foot full of quills. One of them is going to get infected. <laughs> yeah, but Tizzy Wizzy's going to be long dead. No, 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 no. Because as soon as you step on one of those quills, it's going to really hurt. You're going to recoil. You're not going to be able to actually hurt him. Tizzy Wizzy invulnerable. <laughs> no, uh... No, I'm going to say one Shaq could take down Tizzy Wizzy. Sadly, that is the truth. How many Tizzy Wizzies would it take to take down a prime Shaquille O'Neal? Probably something in the neighborhood of 200. I bet 200. I I bet, okay, it's going to be more than 20. Yeah, definitely more than 20. I'm going to say more than 40. More than 40, yes, for sure. More than 60? 
Yes, definitely. I think it's uh, triple digits. Okay. Let's say, I'll say, how much does a hedgehog weigh? Can you refer to me as Shaquille O'Neal so people know what I'm doing? Yes, Shaquille O'Neal. How much do you think a hedgehog weighs? Two pounds. I think they're going to weigh less than that. One pound? Uh, between one and two pounds. One point so, five. So, <laughs> yeah, something, let's say, let's say we'll get an average 1.5. They can fly. They do have that distinct advantage over traditional hedgehogs. Um, and they can fly incredibly fast. Oh, that's imagine, true. Imagine. Oh, how about this? Kamikaze pel- with the quills. Yeah, getting pelted with spiked two pound baseballs moving as fast as a bullet. But they love each other, so they wouldn't, like kamikaze, they wouldn't let each other die like that. It's true. They would not be going at top speed. So let's say they're going 90 miles an hour. Hmm. Let's say you're getting pitched a fastball covered in spikes. Oh, God. Uh, And I'm going to say... You take maybe, and I don't know if Shaq's going to be able to defend against all of them at once if we're throwing enough of those at him at one time. That's true. Uh, I'm going to say if you get maybe 30 of those, he'll be grabbing and crushing as many as he can. You know. It's yeah, more than 30. It's and it's going to take, yeah, no matter what, there, there is a path to victory for enough Tizzy Wizzies eventually. Uh, but I'm going to say... Best case scenario, you're going to need 80. I agree with you. Everything goes your way, 80. We have Tizzy Wizzy versus Tinky Winky and the rest of the Teletubbies, but they rumble together West Side Story style. Okay. So, does that mean other zip guns? Yes. Bottles? Whatever they want. Chains? Oh, absolutely one chain. Switchblades? Of course. A brick? No guns. (laughs) No, zip guns, though. Yeah, yeah, but no actual One zip guns. gun. Yeah. That, that's, okay. There's a line. Yeah, come on, everybody. <laughs> You're never alone. Off You're never disconnected. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> um, so, how many Tizzy Wizzy we were saying in this situation? Just one? Just one? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to have to put this on the Teletubbies armed with chains and bats. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got it right. Uh, next up. We have Tizzy Wizzy mm. versus Matt Schlapp. I know the name. Oh, he's the head of CPAC who oh. uh, yesterday was in, got in a lot of trouble because he sexually assaulted the guy who was driving him around. He started grabbing his penis. Oh, you shouldn't do that. No, he got in a lot of trouble because he's, he's married with kids and he was sexually assaulting a man. Yeah, those you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't no, sexually assault sexually anybody. Assault anyone. No, no, it's terrible to do that. No, that's awful. I hope Tizzy Wizzy gouges his eyes out after flying straight towards them with the speed of a bullet. That's exactly what would happen. Yeah. Next up, we have Tizzy Wizzy, 10 of them, mm. versus us in the mm. best shape of our lives in Ooh, our okay. prime years with 10 years of MMA training but no weapons. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that we could we could fend off the Tizzy Wizzies depending on how... So. In the best shape of our lives with 10 years of martial arts training? Well, that won't help. They're gonna, one of them is going to stick in our eye, and we're going to say, we quit. I mean, I might tap out. Even in the best shape of my life, I was never really much of a fighter. 
what I'm more you, of a lover. What are you fighting? They're like critters. They have spikes on them. Like, there's nothing to fight. It'll stick. They'll, like, attack us and it will hurt. Okay, fair enough. We'll put this on the 10 tizzy wizzy. I, I know I'm quitting. I mean, you could stay and fight. It's true. I just don't have that fighter's heart. Okay, five tizzy wizzies. Yes, you do. You're a fighter in heart. Not a physical fighter, but you're a fighter. I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Five tizzy wizzies versus two six-year-olds with loaded pistols. Oh, okay. Like the one that shot their teacher. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, I haven't read that story yet. I didn't. I didn't. That's not what I'm referencing. But what happened? Okay. Uh, a six-year-old shot their elementary school teacher. That is a, a weird gun. coincidence. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they can take down a teacher, I bet they can take down a tizzy wizzy. Well, they're very fast, though. It's true, and they're very small targets. A teacher is a much larger target. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm going to put that on tizzy wizzy, actually. You're right. Okay, we have tizzy wizzy versus Gargamel and his cat. What's his name? Azrael? Azrael. Right. Um... Gargamel has really proven that even with the help of Azrael, he's not a closer. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he, even at his, on his best day, he fails to kill a single Smurf. So I'm going to have to put this on Tizzy Wizzy. What if he did kill one in one episode? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, finally, a W for Gargamel. <laughs> Jokey is bleeding out. <laughs> there will be no funeral. <laughs> And last but not least, we have Tizzy Wizzy versus George Santos. Ah, yes. The uh, Republican congressman who completely fabricated his background? Yes, all his entire life. Boy, then you know what? He's a real unknown. Yeah, you uh, never know. He could be a Tizzy Wizzy. He he could be a Tizzy Wizzy hunter. Oh, uh, he certainly seems like a dickhead, so I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to put that one on the mysterious George Santos. Yeah, or if if, if that's his name, <laughs> whatever he is, he's probably yeah. a cryptid. He probably is. He's gonna take off his mask, and it's going to be Goat who would Man. be the funny, who would, the funniest one? Who would be the, uh, Fresno Sharika Nightcrawler? Sharika oh, Panda. Sharika Panda would be good. It's me. Stay out of the bathroom. <laughs> One at a time! <laughs> no noise! You're shitting too loudly! And that was Fight Night. So, who do you, uh, do you have any more, uh, George and Wheezy present Teletubby Facts? The original Tinky Winky is not dead, but was fired. Mmm. Tinky Winky. For was dying. <laughs> yeah. After, after dying, he was quickly fired. And, no. The original Tinky Winky was uh, portrayed by Dave Thompson, who was, quote-unquote, asked to leave at the end of the first series in 1997 because his interpretation of the role was not acceptable. He said, said, quote-unquote, I am proud of my work for them. I was always the one to test out the limitations of the costume. I was the first to fall off my chair and roll over. I took all the risks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what an asshole! He's, he's like the original drummer for the Beatles before they got Ringo. Pete, Pete Best. Yeah, he's he's the Pete Best of Teletubbies. But look what Poor a dickhead he is! I took all the risks. I was the first to fall off my chair. He was. I mean, in those giant costumes, did you see the size of those things? Yeah, it's a lot of padding. That'd be like, 
That'd be like falling off with an exoskeleton. You have no idea what's going to happen. You're right. I got, you know what? Not a bad point, Dave. Uh, candidates for the Metropolitan Police Special Branch were once asked to name all four Teletubbies in an entrance exam. This was apparently to test the breadth of their knowledge. If they could not name all four, they would lose marks, the Daily Mail reported in 2002. That's fair. Did I? I don't think it's fair. <laughs> I mean, anything that'll keep people from becoming cops. Yeah, well, shouldn't uh, they test them on, like, uh, like how not to kill, you know, innocent black people? Wouldn't that be a better... That would also... Yeah, I hope that's also a question. I don't uh, think it is. <laughs> did I ever tell you about the uh, time that I applied to, to join the NYPD? <laughs> Please do. So, this was, like, in my mid-20s, and they had a bunch of ads all over the posters. And this was maybe a couple of years after 9-11, so, like, people had a different relationship with cops in the city back then. No, that's true. And, we were, I mean, everyone was all about the blue, and, you know, everyone yeah, was overlooking. Yeah, there are heroes, yep. and, yeah. And, and there we were We even signs. loved Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, yeah, it was a very different time. 9-11 got a lot of bad people cut a lot of slack. Yep. And that was the worst part. Uh, <laughs> no, the worst part. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, the, you know, there would be ads on the subway that were like, oh, uh, respect, honor. And I was like, ooh, health insurance. That sounds good. <laughs> health insurance. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll sign up. Uh, I'll apply to join the cop and I'll get, you know, a job that's not minimum wage. That'll be nice. And, you know, and I, maybe I could do some good in the world. Maybe I could lock up a rapist or something. That'd be good. Uh, and so I applied. And I went to take the test, and the one thing that I remember about the test very distinctly was the first thing was they gave you a, a picture that was two pages across, right? A photograph <laughs> a of a corner. Uh, and you had to, uh, yeah, two-page splash spread. And you had to, you had five minutes to look at the picture, and then they were going to ask you questions about the picture. <laughs> and in the upper left-hand corner, there was a giant billboard for the movie Bulletproof Monk starring <laughs> Sean William Scott and Chow Yun-Fat. But they didn't have, like, the copyright. They were worried about getting sued or something, obviously, because they had just erased the word monk. So the movie was just called Bulletproof. <laughs> and the whole time I was, like, zoomed in on this being like, what the fuck is the ad for Bulletproof Monk doing here? <laughs> and I internalized almost nothing else about the picture. Were any of I, the questions about the sign? No, didn't come up. I was in, I was amazed. What uh, is the full like, name of the movie in the sign? Who played Xiao Yun Fat's <laughs> white apprentice? <laughs> I was like, obviously that was John William Scott. You were uh, ready for those questions, but they didn't come. He, no, no. Instead, they're like, how many taxi cabs were there? I was like, I don't know. Sean William Scott? Was it, was, was, was Sean William Scott technically a taxi cab? <laughs> yeah, Chow Yun Fat. You only had two answers. Yeah, so, uh, but I did still pass the test. Anyway, more, let's last, finish up these facts. Last fact, uh, the creators of Teletubbies sold the show in 2013 for more than $15 million. That doesn't sound like that much. No, but I mean, I guess because it's a public access show, oh, that's a PBS show, you know, or they BBC pro I, show. I wonder what the ownership rights are like when you do public access. Yeah, I, I bet. Well, I imagine I have I have no idea. I, it probably varies from show to show. Creators, and, or not, and also this is is this overseas? 
Uh, yeah, and I yeah, yeah, it wasn't public access. I think it was BBC, if I remember right. Well, I don't know how that works. Uh, creators Ann Wood and Andrew Davenport, who fired Tinky Winky, uh, sold mm-hmm. the rights to the show 16 years after the first series aired, along with their production company, Ragdoll. It was bought by a Canadian company called DHX for a cool $17.4 million. Well, hey, good for you. Take the money and run. Oh, absolutely. Well done. Congratulations to Andrew and Ann. So I bet at this point, the tales of this adorable hedgehog fairy have probably scared you incredibly badly because you're a giant baby. Shibble, I am a humongous baby Huey, childlike baby, and I cry at night when I get scared of things like Tizzy Wizzy. It is a horribly terrifying story to be honest and yeah it yeah this me- is an audio medium but uh listeners at home if you could see ethan he is wearing a diaper with a foot wide safety pin at the yes. front and he has a bottle of milk with a huge rubber nipple on it that he is uh, uh just sucking down with a look of fear in his eyes yes because i am a huge actual baby and i'm frightened of tizzy wizzy because it's scary so it leads and- me to this question shoot Shibby, is it real? Is real? Shikit bavakasha. Hey! Well, here's... I don't have a lot of evidence either way. <laughs> but... In keeping with say, uh, the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. I will say, every source that I was able to find, at least on the internet... All had the exact same information presented in the exact same order. So that's always it was all taken from from Wikipedia. (laughs) It was all no, even Wikipedia took it all. I believe from like the Lake Districts and uh, Lake Windermere's Tourist Bureau. Oh, now that said, uh, I also trying to find more information about this book a boatsman's grandson that they all (laughs) referred to anything about a boatsman's grandson. There is no information on a boatsman's grandson anywhere. I don't think that book exists. I wanted to see at least to see if I could find the author's name so that I could speculate on the name on the original boatsman, but nothing. Shib, Um, write the book. I will write a boatsman grandson about my fabulous grandfather, the fisherman of Bowness Bay. How funny would it be if you wrote about your grandpa, the fisherman who knew Tizzy Wizzy? Yeah. the His Dizzy Wizzy's best friend. <laughs> grandpa. My grandpa and Tizzy Wizzy. And it'll be a picture of him and Tizzy Wizzy sitting on the edge of the boat from back, looking out over the sun, over the yeah, sunrise. Sunsets. Yeah. Sunset, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... And also, I was surprised to see uh, there was no information on the Stag's Head Hotel website about Tizzy Wizzy. Uh, There was just no additional outside sources anywhere. Uh, So, well, some cryptids are more private than others. It's true. And also, like, uh, I think at the very least, the the stories of the Tizzy Wizzy hunts happening around the 1900 era, those are true. And I think that's kind of cool and fun. And, you know. This does seem like a beautiful uh, part of England, a beautiful part of the world, you know? And if you wanted to take a little vacation uh, up to to Cumbria, to the Lakes region, and while you were there, 
and you went on a tizzy wizzy hunt and you got rowed around the lake by a local fisherman, you know what? I bet there are worse ways to spend your afternoon. I bet that sounds pretty nice. This is one of the more fun, good-natured, good-time, good-feeling cryptids we've done. Yeah, not going to do well in the Kumite. (laughs) Not predicting a lot. Going to be dead very quickly in that first round when the goat man rapes it. Going to have a very tough time advancing, even as a team, even using the speeding bullet tactics. I do not think it is going to do well unless it gets very lucky. I'm not predicting a second Loveland Frog situation. No, no, not happening. But uh, I I, I enjoyed it. I got to tell you, I love Tizzy Wizzy. It's one of my favorites now. Is that the red light from Uncle Monster? Wouldn't it be funny if it was just not, if it was something else? It's not. My house is on fire. (laughs) It's someone's laser sight and you're being assassinated. Someone is trying to blind a nearby pilot. (laughs) Someone in the audience has a laser pointer. (laughs) It's none of those things, you guys. Stop joking. Hi, Uncle Monster. Hi, Underwater (laughs) Panther. Hi, how are you, Uncle? I'm doing great. So what are we going to do in the time between now and the next show? I think you should watch a movie. I think that'd be fun. It would be. What movie should we watch? You should watch The Menu starring Rafe Fiennes. (laughs) All right. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks good. I'm (laughs) probably going to check it out this weekend. (laughs) It's a great suggestion. I think so. I think I might check it out myself. How about you? Is that Uncle Monster 2 coming in here with a wreck? Hi, Shibble. How are you? I'm doing good, Twofer. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I've just been taking my brother's act around town and doing it up, licensing it. Yeah, that's a great way to reach out to the fan base. And a great way to earn a small amount of money. Yeah, it's certainly, you know what, it beats working down at the old plant. I don't want to do that anymore. No, no, you should be out there doing his act. Yeah. With that, whatever it is, recommending movies, I assume. Um, yeah, well, let me just tell you about this movie, because if you're not okay. into Tizzy Wizzy or Teletubbies, nope. but you are into PBS and the painter Thomas Hart Benton, watch mm. Thomas Hart Benton by Ken Burns. Wow, a lot of PBS content this episode. It's great. And it's also, true, and it's brought to you by listeners like you, just like our Patreon. Also, if you like horror movies, you can watch anything but Jeepers Creepers, because the director, Victor Salva, is a pedophile. And we don't support dirty kid touchers around here. It's true, we don't. don't. Society has moved past the need for Jeepers Creepers. Watch something else. Seriously, like, don't support it in any way. Don't buy it. Don't rent it. Don't talk about it. But... Thank you so much for tuning in. We uh, love you guys. You make it so much fun for us. Check us out on social media at mm-hmm. Uncle Monster Podcast on Twitter, at Uncle Monster Six on Patreon. That's the big one here. <laughs> hint, mm-hmm. hint. And at Uncle yeah. Monster Six on Instagram, which is a lot of fun. We hope to see you there. Yeah, and thank you so much for uh, leaving us a five-star rating, leaving a review. All that stuff really helps get the word about the show. And thanks for just, you know, if somebody says, hey, man, have you been listening to any good new podcasts lately? Telling them about us. Hey, they will probably no longer respect you, but we will. (laughs) Uh, So uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next week, don't don't get get spooked. spooked.